0: see far far away a brother and sister search for their missing parents
1: how are we gonna find them we will don't worry
0: and fate leads them to the magical ewoks we help you now a great adventure begins motion picture featuring incredible special effects from the award-winning team of industrial light and magic that's mommy and daddy oh. sometimes when you search for the impossible an unbelievable adventure unfolds i wish we had furry creatures like you where i came from don't miss the ewok adventure now on video cassette from MGM UA home video we want it been.
1: Welcome, everybody, to episode number 24 of the Smugglers Galaxy podcast. This morning with me, as always, is Mr. Jason. Jason, how are you doing this morning?
0: I'm doing great. How about yourself, Glenn?
1: I'm doing all right. Can't complain. Except for, you know, COVID messing all my fun stuff up. But we get into that later.
0: Okay. Oh, boy.
1: Yeah, it's not bad, but, you know, the mail and people shutting down and,
0: you know yep but
1: oh yeah how's how's your week going so far
0: good quiet nothing much going on with me well i did pick up one thing Uh oh uh, but i didn't pick it up this week i ordered it at the beginning of the month when i got my falcon i got the uh there was a celebration celebrate the saga i kind of mentioned this before where they had the r5 droid from galaxy's edge like hondo's droid Uh uh-huh and so it was, a, it was like a five pack with bounty hunters and R5. So I got that just for R5. Um, and so now he's part of the Falcon display and that was it. But I, like I said, I ordered that a couple of weeks ago and it finally came in.
1: Gotcha. I thought you were released from your uh, spending. Uh, no,
0: no. I mean, yeah. I'm still spending time out.
1: <laughs> there you go. Spending time. out. <laughs> hey dude, I I've been kind of, yeah, I'm in the same boat right now. Cause yeah. There was some stuff that I got a little bit of a bonus at work. So I spent that and then, oh. uh, but um, I picked up some unpainted micros from Justin. I'll get those next week. And then uh, I found a, um, one of the mask, the mask beetles, like from the third run of, of mask, the third series of mask, um, mm. they, they did a beetle. So I had to pick that up for, and that was on deal or no deal for cheap, but I'm waiting for that to show up next week. And then, um, you know, as far as the COVID thing goes, I I ordered a print from Christian and Acme Archives is basically running on a skeleton crew or closed because of COVID. So he's waiting on them to show up, and you know they're delayed, and it's been a, you know so which means my prints delayed. So it's just it it is what it is. And then uh, I also had something lost, uh, one of the We Care certificates. Uh, the best mm-hmm. thing I can sue can uh, assume is that. It's lost in the mail, but I got it from Plastic um, Plastic Galaxy, so they took care of me so far.
0: Oh, that sucks. Yeah. Well, if you could have bought anything you want this week, what would have been the one thing you would have bought Like if money wasn't a problem?
1: Oh, shoot. Money was <laughs> I, Dude, there was some first shots on Deal or No Deal that I probably would have yeah. picked up. Uh, yeah, there's, a, have-
0: there's the Emperor, and it was an AT... Or imperial Snow Trooper or something like that. I saw.
1: Yeah, um, there was that. Uh, there was the Han and Leia. There was the. There was like four or five first shots that showed up a deal on Deal or No Deal. Um, but when I when I'm broke, quote unquote, I'm, I call it rich people broke. You, you know, uh, you just kind of I kind of stay off a of deal or no deal because then I end, then I end up spending the money I don't have, and then I get right. yelled at by the wife, and it's not fun.
0: <laughs> no. No. It's not.
1: I don't know. And then with Lana coming up next month, the end of March, uh, you got I got to gear up for that. So you start mm. trying to save my money up for that because that's going to be another spending spree. But it's going to be a good one.
0: I forgot about that. Oh, well.
1: <laughs> it's, it's give or take, man. When, you know, I have a feeling it'll be good this year because people have, you know, had a year to – stockpile everything um so i'm i'm hoping it'll be a good one but you know I, I don't know i'm i'm looking forward to it though don't get me wrong it's gonna be it's gonna be fun to, it's gonna be interesting getting in that room with that many people again and, and seeing what happens
0: yeah it'd be like a uh, canary in the in the coal mine to see what happens yeah yeah
1: it's a mix of emotion because i'm excited and, and nervous and yeah all in the same breath it's been a, it's a fun toy show and like I said I've been going for ten years and it's not having it last year sucked so I'm really hoping it'll, it'll be um, you know nice a nice event.
0: I am too. It'll be my yeah. first Toy Lanta. I was supposed to go last year but that got canceled and yeah I'm I'm looking forward to attending like a big toy show.
1: Yeah, it's fun, man.
0: And then you know Disney had an earnings call this past week and they were talking about how in 2022, they don't expect to have as strict guidelines for COVID. They, they're not saying that COVID won't be a thing, but they, they, they feel like if you don't want to wear masks, skip going to Disney this summer.
1: That's good that they release that. Cause it is true. If they're saying by April, the vaccine will be widely enough of, uh, available to where anybody can get it or the people, you know? Um, yeah. So that would make sense. Let's keep it going through 20, you know, at least through the summer. And then 2022, everybody should be vaccinated and things will be good. I just, it just sucks that this, it took two years to get everything in order. But I guess when you get kind of get blindsided that this is what happens.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And the way I see it, I don't want to get political, but I I personally view it as if you don't get the vaccine, you're probably going to get that more contagious version, the, the mutation of the virus. So just be safe and and for as far as i'm concerned i'm just gonna get the vaccine
1: yeah that's how i feel i'm i you know like i said before i'm I'm doing it sort of to do your part do my part and get this crap behind us because i'm i'm ready to get this back to normal and and, and get everything rolling yeah. again
0: yeah i'm ready for the meetups i'm ready to go visit family i'm ready to go travel
1: yeah no fooling like
0: we, we were thinking about i'm just like at this point it's been almost a year cooped up in the house and you know we don't go anywhere so i'm thinking like maybe maybe come spring break this april we'll just rent a cabin up in the mountains and get away for a day or two and go for a hike and i think we're going to do that just just cuz i need i'm burnt out i need something
1: the trip down to florida in april and then there's some other shows coming up uh fathers day weekend in charlotte there's heroes cons i think we're just mm. We're, we're putting it out on the table, just kind of if we can make it happen, we're going to make it happen because it is. It's last year. Last year started off with a bang because I was in New Orleans in January uh, for my father-in-law's birthday. We wanted to do a, a family trip. And then in March, I was down there for my, my grandmother's birthday. And it was we were deciding at the time, do we want to have it? Her birthday's March 9th. So they, did we want to have it March 10th or do we want to have it March the weekend after which was like march 13th or or 7th whatever but if we would have picked the weekend after that's when everything hit the fan Mm -hmm. so it was just it was sort of it was nice the way it worked out because everybody was gearing up for it that weekend and then the next weekend everything shut down Mm. so it could have have been bad
0: that's a crazy time yeah it was was such a crazy time hey um did, did
1: anything happen this week in star wars
0: No, not much. It was pretty quiet. There's no controversy, no arguing, no discourse, toxic discourse. No, nothing. No, no, no. No, obviously we're talking about Gina Carano and her post. And personally, all I'm going to say about it is that it's a toxic subject and I want to be a force for positivity. It's just you know, if I start talking about it, it's going to be quicksand and we're going to get sucked in. And I, I just want to focus on Star Wars. I love Star Wars. And like I said, I want to be a positive four. So um, all I really want to say is that I hope that they don't recast the character. I don't think they need to because the way season two ended, it seemed like they're going to focus more on of the Mandalorian. They're going to focus more on the, the Mandalorians because he's got the Darksaber now. He's sort of the guy in charge. And Cara Dune is still part of the Star Wars universe. She's not going away. Um, but yeah, that's, that's pretty much all I, that's, that's all i have to say about that is Forrest Gump would say.
1: I, I'm going to back you up uh, kind of just politically uh, or whatever, you know, not even get into that, but if you're got millions of dollars riding on something and whoever you're working for says, stop doing this, freaking stop doing it. I don't care what your uh, political affiliation is, but you you know you could say whatever you want but you're going to get fired. you know you there's consequences to your actions so that that's my little piece of advice because it can happen to us you know and i'm sure you know what because you deal with facebook and social media a lot that if you post nasty stuff on on social media you're you could get fired so yeah watch what you post
0: and it's disney and disney's very very careful about how they present themselves so it's not like anyone's going into it you know Uh, they're not going into it with with blinders on. I think people understand that it's Disney and they want a squeaky clean image and anything that goes against that, you're going to cause some friction.
1: So the the plan is, I guess, is they're going to cancel everything but the retro line of Cara Dune, or at least with her image in it.
0: Yeah, so they were planning on repacking or re-releasing the vintage collection Cara Dune and the um, six-inch black series version of her because those have... Skyrocket in, in price i haven't checked it but i heard that it's about 150 bucks for the black series alone wow yeah so maybe i should check that real quick but so those have been canceled those re-releases and um and so the only the retro collection is coming to uh it's coming out that, that version of the figure right sorry i can't type and talk at the same time <laughs> black series Kara dune ebay Uh, the oh my god the credit collection's 150 bucks jesus the the the, here's one for the regular version 229 that's insane yeah 120 is a a low price here for the Carraduna figure so that kind of rubs me the wrong way because i wanted to get another credit collection because my for whatever reason my figure's peeling off the um the card
1: I remember when that happened because you were showing yeah. it off, and you looked down, and
0: the bubble released. Oh well, yeah, whatever. Uh, it's no, it's no loss on my part.
1: Right. I just, I got it. I hate when stuff like that happens uh, when there's a controversy or somebody passes, and their stuff shoots through the roof. Because, like when uh, Carrie Fisher died, her figures went through the roof, and it had nothing to do with Carrie Fisher. You know, I could understand her autographs or something she touched yeah. going up. But a Princess Leia figure going up just because the actress died, it—I I don't understand that.
0: Yeah, there's a panic and a rush afterwards to like have a piece of that, I guess. Uh huh. To ha- to, it's almost like they're associating their emotion to that figure, and they have to grab the figure, and so for whatever reason that causes prices to increase, and it all levels out. But yeah, I don't understand it either.
1: Right. Oh well.
0: Um. This past week Hasbro had a like a Zoom meeting with some of the uh, fan channels like Star Wars Newsnet and Jedi Business and Bantha Tracks. Did you see that?
1: No, I did not.
0: Yeah, it was a QA. Um, and a and they didn't really reveal too much. Um, some of the things they did say, and I listened to this on Jedi Business. They have a podcast and they had the full Q&A there. So um, some of the things I picked up on that was the, the the situation with COVID caused everybody's business to change. So there was a lot more focus on online ordering and e-commerce. And so everybody was scrambling to try to meet the demand and try to meet um, standards on how to package things. Someone mentioned that their vintage collection figure could have fit perfectly inside a Walmart box, but for whatever reason, they turned it sideways and smashed it in. And so what, what Hasbro said that they were doing is they were working within the system. So they can't go to Walmart and say, you know, I want to change how you're packaging things and we need to start from the top down. They're trying to work within the system of Walmart shipping and, and trying to fix it within the system, so to speak, if that makes sense. Right. And um, so they're working on that. They're working with their retail partners. They never called out Walmart directly. Um, they kind of just brushed off any reference to them and, and said that we're working with our partners and, they're trying to evolve with it and trying to adjust to the new way of, of business. So we'll see if things improve, but they also did mention that they considered making the vinyl Cape Jawa for that new six inch um, uh, Kenner re-release. Uh-huh. But they, but they said because of the way the Jawa was molded specifically around its belt, that the vinyl Cape didn't sit right and it wasn't going to work out. So that's why they kind of aborted that and went with the, the cloth version.
1: At least they explained it. I mean, you know, they don't you'd hate for them to spend another hundred thousand dollars just to remold something to make a vinyl.
0: Yep. And I appreciate, like you said, that they 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 spoke to that and they tried because I thought that would have been really, really cool to have a vinyl cape Jawa and six inch figure. Right. They also admitted that we won't get back to the days where we'll see tons of figures a year. And they said that the Walmart exclusives coming this year would not have happened if, if they didn't have a retail partner. So it's, it's like, a, um, what's the word? Shit. Symbiotic? Brain, not symbiotic. It, it's like a, no. I, I, <laughs> 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 you can see how my brain is just slowly starting to like boost up this morning and the engines are still trying to rev up. No, it's not. Maybe it is symbiotic, but what's the word I'm looking for? Oh, fudge. Anyways, yeah. So if it wasn't for, <laughs> if it wasn't for Walmart, we wouldn't be getting those three figures.
1: Do you, did they say anything about releasing any more of those of the uh, deco, the Kenner deco?
0: No, they didn't comment on any more further re-releases but they kind of hinted if this is a success and people seem to respond well to it then there's a chance they'll make more
1: i still want him to re-release that uh boba fat one just because i couldn't i couldn't get it on the uh foil back but i I still i I really dig that deco that because he just he's clean for once versus the dad bod fat and yeah when i first saw that dad when he repainted i was like when the hell did he have time to repaint (laughs) <laughs> that armor.
0: Yeah. He had time between episodes three and four. I can't remember when it was, but yeah, you're right. And then speaking of Boba Fett, Hasbro sales surged 70% in 2020 due to the Mandalorian. So I would expect that we do get the Mandalorian version of Boba Fett and Cobb Vanth somewhere down the line. Yeah, that's that, right. Pretty pretty much that, assured.
1: Yeah, I, that co- I'm still waiting on that Cobb Van because I, th- I thought that was a cool figure. Uh, it, it, yeah, it, it's a cool like I, I keep saying cosplay, but that's going to be a cool cosplay. It gives uh, opens up the world of cosplay.
0: Yeah, it's a perfect marriage between a gunslinger and Boba Fett. Right. You get Cobb Van, and it's just a great, great design, great character. Yeah. Yeah,
1: it it'll, it'll look awesome like at least if they execute it right, I think it'll look great. But I think they will.
0: Still trying to remember what word I was trying <laughs> to. something with the devil. The de- it's not the devil in the details, but it's just like I don't know.
1: The devil it's you do know versus the devil you don't, or something. Or
0: I don't know. It's just like if it wasn't for Walmart, we wouldn't get those figures. But because of Walmart, we're probably not going to get the figures. in you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't, kind of thing. Maybe I don't know. stupid brain start working
1: (laughs) you really did need that dunk and run this morning
0: yeah yeah but anyways that's that's all the news i had did you have anything
1: uh no you're you're better at the news than i am so yeah i don't really have anything it it was sort of a slow except for the whole gina guerrero thing it was been a slow week
0: would you prefer them recast or would you just move Uh. on
1: Oh, geez. I did see. You see, you made me pack up my notes because we weren't going to go that way. But let me bring oh, them back forget out. it out. Forget No, it. no, no forget it. it's good. It's good. I'm going to do it because I want to talk okay. about it. There's actually um, a couple of people. There's there's um, shit. Fans are kind of talking up that they want either Lucy Lawless or Lena uh, Perella, who played the evil queen in Once Upon a Time. To, to play that role, to take over the role.
0: Looking her up.
1: Once you see her, uh, I think it, that would be a really, you know, you're going to, the acting's going to improve.
0: <laughs> I can see it working too, but let's bring in new characters and new, just newness.
1: Right. I, I guess it depends on what the storyline is. And if they, like we were, we were talking, they were going to do the, the, rebel what are they calling it rangers the, the rangers, rangers the new- yeah the rangers in the new republic they were going to have her be part of that and i you know I, I guess they could recast and be okay but it depends on what storyline they wanted to give her or they could just throw another you know marshal in there and hell give it to timothy Olaf. let him uh you know be the cop yeah. but you know not have the armor or something that would be cool because you know he does play the gunslinger role well when uh, people were like, "Let's recast her," I wanted to get a, a board, just a two by four, and like post a picture in the in the thread. Done. <laughs> <laughs> there you go.
0: <laughs> done. Done. Here, here we go. Right. But, but okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm I'm in the camp of move on, new characters, and, but I could live with it, a recast, I guess.
1: Yeah. It it just it all depends on on like i said what they want to do but uh you know disney's really good about changing things up and i, th- I you know they'll figure it out and we'll go huh and then we'll awesome yep. i i do like the there's a, I guess a family guy thing or there's been other kind of memes where it's like uh it's just the guy with the mando a guy with a mando bucket on saying cara dune crashed her x-wing and died <laughs> and then <laughs> you know you're done <laughs>
0: yeah moving on yeah (laughs) i don't know if um i don't know if i want that specifically because that seems forced right and it seems like they'd be winking at the audience like here's your explanation we're moving on
1: did you ever watch
0: house of cards uh the first couple seasons yes
1: well, in the, the last season, um, who was the lead? I want to say it's ah, shit. His
0: name just escapes me. Kevin Spacey.
1: Kevin Spacey. So when they got rid of Kevin Spacey in the last season, he just died. And they had a funeral for him and everything. So it it I, I it felt kind of weak. Yeah. Uh, and they never really that was all, you know, he just died. And they kind of it was a storyline throughout the, the last season. But it did feel kind of weak because,
0: you know, the best. I've ever seen that done in is um, Iron Man two with Don Cheadle replacing, uh, what's his face is Rhodey, and and there's a moment right at the beginning Tony's at a congressional hearing, and the doors open and Don Cheadle walks in, and and he says to Tony something like I'm here it's me deal with it, and in the character's saying you know I'm here at this congressional meeting, just deal with it let's move on but meta meta not metaphorically but metaphysically I don't know he's talking to the audience saying, I've been recast. I'm here. Let's just move on and deal with it. It's a comic book movie. And right. so I think that's the best that's ever been done.
1: Yeah. I love when they bring up stuff like that. And I never even thought about it from from that perspective. But, you know, it is funny when they do recast somebody and they, everybody kind of goes, Arrgh! and then they just go.
0: <laughs> Let's just move on.
1: Yeah.
0: The story's the same.
1: Yep. So...
0: Bringing it back to the Star Wars universe yes. Jan, Do- Jan Dodonna was recast In Rogue One Nobody brings that up
1: <laughs> I don't even know who the hell that is
0: General Dodonna He's the guy that was At the end of A New Hope In front of the um, Death Star plans In front of like all the X-Wing pilots And he's like according to the Readout provided by Princess Leia Oh Yes so he was recast in Rogue One, but obviously the characters, like, I'm sure the actors passed away since then, so they had to. But
1: well, they recast everybody in Rogue One.
0: Yeah, yeah. Even yeah. Princess Leia. Yeah. Got recast by a computer.
1: Right. <laughs> and Grand Admiral Thrawn, not Thrawn. Fuck ah, Tarkin. <laughs> Grand Mar- <laughs> Tarkin. God damn it.
0: <laughs> Tarkin. Tarkin. You know this is a tangent real quick, but I love to hear people's opinions on that. What did you think of Tarkin in that movie?
1: Uh, I thought it was all right. It didn't really throw it off. Uh, I thought princess Leia threw it off more than Tarkin did. Yeah. Just cause you were, I don't know. You could just feel it. It, it maybe because the, the, all the scenes with Tarkin in it were dark. And then the one scene with Leia was, was bright right. yeah. and, and then her face was dark. So the lighting looked off, but that's just me being a, a AV guy, AV nerd.
0: So what, what is your preference? Tarkin in Rogue One, Leia in Rogue One, or Luke Skywalker in The Mandalorian?
1: Oh, my God. It would have to be Tarkin in Rogue One because yeah, um, I didn't even realize that was Mark Hamill in The Mandalorian until somebody told me it was. Because I was like, there's no way that's Mark Hamill. You know, that that they had de-aged him, but it wasn't even it wasn't even him playing the he just did the voice there was another yeah. actor that that stood in for him
0: right yeah
1: but yeah, I, I think they should have just recast luke skywalker and we would have been huh you know
0: put yeah Bucky, let, yeah
1: put Bucky yeah. in there
0: i'm just gonna hit repeat yeah 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 <laughs> yeah yeah i'm i'm this i agree with you 100 percent i'm Especially team Tarkin.
1: If, yeah But, you know, I think they did a good job with Tarkin. Princess Leia, I think, is just too much of a no. Yeah, let me. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Mm -hmm. I think the reason Tarkin, Tarkin's not as, quote unquote, well known or well loved of a character as Luke and Leia are. So he's not ingrained in our memory as much as they are. So Mm -hmm. we could accept it better than we can Luke and Leia. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. And I think they had a more detailed scan of Tarkin's face because of a movie he did, and so there was more detail in the face and it just looked more realistic than Princess Leia, who looked like a, a computer cutscene a video game cutscene right but yeah, I'm trying to find a way to pivot this into our topic of of conversation You're very courageous to <laughs> to come out with that statement about <laughs> Team Tarkin. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs>
1: oh jesus so yeah we decided last week after the show to watch caravan of courage
0: oh my (laughs) god sound like you sound like we decided last week after the last episode to drive our cars off a cliff that's the way you presented it
1: it would have been better doing that than watching caravan of courage oh my goodness
0: went on wikipedia after watching it and it was written according to wikipedia by george lucas's kid's nanny really like it wasn't yeah it wasn't even a screenwriter it was just like hey you, you you sound like you know how to tell a story to my kids why don't you write a script
1: wow <laughs> so, that explains it.
0: yeah i mean it was george lucas's story but he didn't write it
1: yeah wow
0: and the crazier thing is I, saved it. I was going to save this till the end, but I'll, I'll share it now since we're kind of going through the, the cast stuff. When, when the credits come up, it doesn't list a director, which is normally the first thing they show. It shows George Lucas is the executive producer first, followed by the editor, followed by the director of photography. But they never say who the director is. Wow.
1: Did they ever announce the director of it?
0: Yeah, they say on Wikipedia that it was John... John, 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 Cordy, um, who's been involved with other projects, but he was also listed as the director of photography. So I don't know if George was on set just kind of giving orders and stuff, but didn't want to attach his name to it or something. Because because at the time, you got to remember that TV is not looked at the same way as it is now. So if you were a TV director, that was a step down from being a film director. Uh Uh-huh. To put that in context,
1: so was this a made for TV movie?
0: Yes, and okay, you, the yeah, in the United States, it was released in 1984 on ABC, but overseas, it was released there. Theoret, <laughs> <laughs> the did you jar It's the theater, theater. What the <laughs> it was released in theaters?
1: There you go, that's a lot easier.
0: Theatrically, it was released theatrically. Oh my god, my tongue is too big for my mouth. Sometimes.
1: Yeah, uh, well, that explains a lot. If it was a made-for-TV movie.
0: Yes, I remember renting it on VHS. I remember my parents bringing it home one night and being like, "Hey, we're gonna watch the Ewoks." Wow! So we we got excited about it. <sighs> wow,
1: I, the bike and I, I meant to rewatch at least YouTube some some stuff of Return of the Jedi. Because I really wanted to see if the Ewok's lips actually moved in that movie versus in Caravan of Courage.
0: It's my understanding that Wicket's lips do move. And that's why Wicket was picked to be the one that goes closer to Princess Leia because it was the only costume where the lips moved.
1: Okay. Well, his lips didn't move in Caravan of Courage.
0: Not too much, no. Some of the other ones do. Okay. But his his not so much. <laughs> And the other weird thing about this, you know, this is before Lord of the Rings, but this was almost like if you combine Star Wars with Lord of the Rings, instead of the Fellowship, you got the Caravan. And you've, you've got your wizard um, Ewok, you've got your dwarf, which was the, kind of the brute with the axe Ewok. So it's just this weird thing. It's just this is weird. Right. Yeah you want to walk through it real quick for those that don't remember caravan of courage it does start with the 20th century fox logo and the fanfare which is and and the green the classic green lucasfilm limited logo and so it's just it's got that classic star wars feel and it's it's what's the i think the current disney's movies are missing is that fox fanfare and all that stuff so i don't know i appreciated that but we do open up on endor and much like et where there's people in the forest with flashlights. They're searching for something in the woods. We do see a couple people doing the same thing, searching for something in the woods. They're looking for their children, who happen to be called Mace. That doesn't get recycled. And Sindel. <laughs> Mace is the older brother. Sindel's the little, the little girl, and they're on a broken starship. And the parents are chased off by a Gorax, which is a massive, like, 30, 40-foot tall creature. It's like a, a Bigfoot. That meet, it's like King Kong with a bat's face. I think that's the best way to describe a Gorax.
1: Yeah, I, I would agree with that statement.
0: The, um, the, the, so the parents are searching. They're lost in the woods. They're searching for the kids. The kids end up being discovered by Ewoks in the next scene, hiding in the starship. So, I didn't understand what, what was going on there.
1: I, did the kids come back to the starship and decide to hide or, or what?
0: We don't know. And it never it never gets explained.
1: And, and I guess one,
0: gotta, of, the, one of the many mysteries of this movie.
1: <laughs> it was like, did they just get done? Did a little girl just get done watching an Olivia Newton John video and decided nah. to get dressed?
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I made notes about that. So, to describe that let me see where's my note she's wearing mace is wearing an orange jumpsuit much like luke skywalker but with with like a padded vest it's like a half jacket with shoulder pads he seems like a fixer because he's got lots of gadgets and stuff on his belt and sindal's wearing white shirt and white pants with a padded pink vest over it and then like a scrunchie for a, a bandana just like over her forehead
1: you can't forget the moon boots dude
0: the moon boots she's got moon boots it's very 80s. It feels very um, Disney Star Tours from the 80s. I loved it.
1: Yeah, you know what? <laughs> now that you mentioned Star Tours, it is a total Star Tours ripoff.
0: I wonder if they use some of these Ewoks for the the pre-show, because if you remember the, the Star Tours video um, in the pre-show, how to get into the Star Cruiser, Star Speeder and all that they they show like Ewoks joining you and buckling up and stuff so I wonder if they recycle these costumes
1: they might they've got to I mean they got to get their money's worth out of those damn things
0: yeah (laughs) I'm having so much fun talking about this movie and we just started (laughs) we meet we meet Deej D-E-E-J is how it's spelled and this happens to be Wicket's father and Wicket has two older brothers and the and the movie has voiceover provided by Burt Ives, who did a lot of those old um, classic Christmas specials. And he did the voice of the snowman in um, elf. There's a voiceover in elf. So it's the same, same kind of voiceover who kind of pops in every now and then to let us know what's going on. Because obviously the, the Ewoks don't necessarily talk English or basic as it's known in the star Wars universe. But two of the, two of the, Ewoks two of Wicket's brothers have gone lost so Deej decides to go hang gliding to find him and so there's like a there's like a five minute scene where he's just gliding around southern California I mean Endor (laughs) and that that was another thing that stuck out like it's a forest moon of Endor but then there's all these rolling hills
1: right it the first five or ten minutes it was it did it did not feel like Endor you were you know they were trying to make it look like indoor, but uh, there was that was no indoor.
0: I made a comment. There's a lot of soaring music that takes place, and it would make Epcot soaring jealous. <laughs> but while he's in the sky, he does notice a reflection in the forest of a crashed Star Cruiser, but he ignores it. He keeps moving on because he sees his kids trapped on a cliff, and he throws them a rope, and it just perfectly lands right. And and on the Ewoks.
1: I really thought I was like, he's going to throw these kids a rope and they're going to grab onto it. And he's going to fly off with them.
0: (laughs) That's what I thought too. (laughs) That's not what happens. He just happens to have the rope and he throws it.
1: And then he happens to land.
0: Yeah. he happens to land with expertise. (laughs) Some of these shots of the glider and some of the Ewoks kind of repelling down the mountain, make them look. And I'll say this with a curl of my eyebrow tall all of a sudden they try to hide it they try to hide it with some camera angles but it's it's obviously like a five foot six foot tall stunt double and an ewok costume that they've tried to make using different camera angles to look like they're small yeah and i checked my clock here 10 minutes had passed
1: (laughs) (laughs) it really is bad you (laughs) oh god it was it i was like five yeah ten minutes into it you're like how long is this damn movie
0: And this is where the Ewoks the three Ewoks the father and the two kids they go investigate the star cruiser and they find Sindel coughing because she's hiding like in in the cabinets of this star cruiser the starship Mm -hmm. and then Mace comes up and he's holding a, a blaster and he takes an Ewok hostage and there's a skirmish between Mace and the Ewoks and um and then everything's fine they decide to help Sindel (laughs) <laughs> and they walk they walk on to uh, Wicket's hut um, the Ewok march music is on I'm sure everybody knows
1: yeah I did notice that, some Star Wars music in it
0: that was pretty much all I noticed was just this one scene with that, that Ewok march yeah but it does make you feel like Return of the Jedi but then okay so they go back to the hut. The hut is on the ground. Ewoks live in the trees, right. but this one is on the ground <laughs> to save money. I'm sure. Right. I also well, noticed you, that. Yeah, no, uh,
1: God. You, you you did get that really nice Ewok village feel later in shot. Yes. Later. Y- yes, and no. Yeah. <laughs>
0: so i also i also noted that mace looks a lot like a young mark hamill okay there's some similarities there and i wonder if that's why they casted him
1: well he is wearing of the, the the x-wing wannabe yeah. the x-wing jumpsuit
0: and he's got that uh dirty blonde hair sandy blonde so there are some similarities there but but anyway Sindel doesn't feel well she faints the ewoks give her some medicine to make her feel better Um, this is like that feel-good moment that you would get at the end of of Full House where she's like, where's mommy? And Mace is, you know, trying to make her feel good. And the Ewoks are trying to make her feel good. and, And then they cut to a scene where the Ewok brothers are the two that got lost. They're gathering lumber. And one drops a log on the other's foot by accident. And then the other brother throws down what he has in his hands and they just wrestle. And it's almost this moment of comic relief after... Worrying if Sindel's going to die from her sickness. Did you, I don't know. I must
1: have missed that, dude.
0: Um, Wow. Yeah, you said yours was skipping.
1: You might, okay, I've got to give a backstory, and I I probably should have done this earlier, but I found this DVD for $2 at a flea market uh, about a year ago. (laughs) I I couldn't leave it sitting there. No. So I was watching a $2 flea market DVD version of this. So it, it had some scratches and I didn't realize it. So it was skipping around a little bit, but it skipped like later on, but maybe I missed this scene too. Or maybe I was just bored and was looking at my phone and missed it.
0: Oh, was paying close attention. <laughs> Cause after this comic relief, which comes off like a Laurel and Hardy kind of moment, we cut back to Sindel who's still hurting. Everything's hurt. Everything is hurting is what she says. And uh, so they decide to go get more medicine and they go to this, the voiceover comes back on and says, there's a tree in the Ewok forest with healing powers. It looks like a regular tree in the forest with the maple syrup tap on it. And the Ewoks start to pull in some of that juice from the tree and Mace realizes something's watching them. And he goes over to investigate while the Ewoks are gathering the medicine. Um, And there's a quiet moment and they pull in some of the same kind of uh, ambient, ambient, music not music ambient sounds from uh, return of the jedi when when princess leia is kind of scanning the forest to see if there's like a stormtrooper out there and it's quiet but you hear all the the bugs and the the whistles of birds and stuff it's they pull in the same kind of sound effect and there's a little hamster dude in this opening of the tree and when he reaches in to grab it the hamster kind of grabs him and it's kind of the classic fool the hero with something small and cute because there's a giant worm that's got all of his arm right moment
1: uh, and then it grab his right arm it grabbed his right arm right
0: yes why <laughs> did I miss something here <laughs> no
1: no later on oh. or whatever yes uh, <laughs> I yes I did
0: that... <laughs> later on the Ewoks they go back to the, yeah yeah <laughs> They go back to um, the Ewok hut with Wicket and all that, and they give her the medicine, which takes like a good five minutes to prepare the medicine and to turn it into something usable, so that they can give it to Sindel. And she starts to she she drinks the medicine, and she goes, "I feel better already." And they look at Mace's hand. You want to give the news because his... you noticed it?
1: It was his left hand.
0: It was his left hand. I just noticed that. <laughs> Cause he pointed it out. His, his hand was all puffy and swollen, but it was his left hand. His right hand was the one that was eaten.
1: <laughs> oh. So in
0: the, so I don't know if you know this or not, but when you get attacked by one of those tree worms, even if they attack your right arm, it's actually the left arm that starts hurting. <laughs> it's, it's a cannon thing.
1: <laughs> that, and I got to say the medicine in the star Wars universe must be freaking amazing because it works in like two minutes. Hold on once. All right, kiddo. Bye. My daughter's leaving.
0: Okay. Um,
1: But yes, it it works in like five minutes. Yeah. All of it.
0: And the Ewok Ewok helping her was making this weird sound to show empathy. Like, ah, ah. (laughs) There's a lot of sound effects in in emoting like that because the Ewoks obviously don't talk English. She's just like giving her the medicine going, ah, ah, ah.
1: It's so bad. It, it, yeah, wow
0: And there's another, like, 30 second clip After this, it's the next morning And Sindel is telling Wicket that they crashed in a star speeder And Wicket is talking back Saying, star speeder, star speeder <laughs> And Sindel's like, yeah, star speeder And she's making the motions with her hands Like there's a star speeder And, and Wicket goes and grabs a horse and he's like, star speeder, star speeder And he starts playing with the horse I you commented idiot. here That's yeah. a horse <laughs> yep go ahead man yeah yeah no no i, I mean it is what it is and cindle looks a lot like drew barrymore i noticed here from et with with the curly hair and the the kind of the young sister looking thing i don't
1: know do, do you think they kind of did that on purpose did the mark hamill slash drew barrymore
0: yeah wannabe? i think they lever. yeah i think they leveraged what was working in the early 80s to make this work right so I think it was done on purpose
1: and it was a made for TV movie. So yeah, who cares?
0: Yeah. And I also thought that that Sindel reminded me a lot of Anakin Skywalker in episode one. Okay. There's some similarities between that young, innocent. um, The world is, is very scary and I need to be protected. I don't know. There's just, there's some similarities, some shades of familiarity in that.
1: You mean it's not because of their awesome acting job?
0: Well, no. <laughs> oh
1: wow. It
0: is it is what it is. Yeah. Phil Tibbett was involved with this project. And That's he's cool. uh he, he he did a bunch of the animation, the the stop motion animation. He did all the, the jar table stuff. Okay. He did the he did the animation of the tauntauns on on Hoth. Uh i was gonna say endor but so he's he's just a classic um stop motion stop go animation guy and he did the uh wolf that we see coming up where there's like a a pig boar wolf kind of looking thing it's giant it's like six seven feet tall it's rough but i i do love seeing the claymation
1: it's it's classic 80s man
0: it is it is um so there's a scene where Mace is like, "We need to get the heck out of here and find our parents." And, and everyone's sleeping. He wakes up, and he goes out, and he takes Sindel with him, and they're running through the forest. And they get caught by this boar that was introduced with a clip, uh, with a quick like howl at the moon kind of scene. And so it's chasing after them, and they hide in a a tree trunk. And the boar is like trying to get into the tree trunk, and we see the hand trying to like reach in. And it's not until it finally gets its hand in that it stops trying to get them it just stops and then we cut to the next morning when the ewoks are battling this boar
1: i thought that was instantaneous that was the next morning
0: yeah because they fell asleep oh they fell asleep inside the tree trunk okay it reminded me a lot of avatar when he first becomes part of the the Navi for the first time, and he goes out into the woods, and he gets chased by that giant creature. And it's just kind of the same kind of scenario, except less exciting. <laughs> <laughs> but then the Ewoks fight this wolf with the spear. And they end up killing it. It's a combination between stop, step, go animation, and um, forced perspective. It, they cut to a puppet sometimes, and they use like little toothpicks. To Kind of poke at the puppet to make it look like their scale with the ewok spears that are trying to hit it. But then one, one swings, which is a callback to Return of the Jedi. He swings on rope, tries to ride it. He gets that knocked was, off.
1: That was total callback, dude. I was like duh, 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 duh.
0: Yep. <laughs> Another one pulls out what I thought was a horn. I thought he was gonna go do like he just did, but he ends it's a blow dart and he shoots it and he gets the creature asleep. And that's when they discover the parents' watch. All right, so there's a couple things going on here. First, I made a comment that this is still 30 minutes into the movie. <laughs> Secondly, they find, so the kids wear a watch around their, their hands. It's like a silver steel watch. It's, it almost looks like almost looks like um, handcuffs, but thicker. And they, they wear it around their, their, their wrists, and they find their parents' watch on the bore. And so for whatever reason, they assume that the parents are still alive, despite being on this board where I would assume that the the parents were lunch. (laughs) (sighs) Yes. So there they um, they want to find the parents. So they go to Log Ray from Return of the Jedi, who is living like you had mentioned before in the village in the trees. Um, we're back in the classic Ewok village up in the trees. Right. And Logray is the medicine man. And it looks like he uses a light fixture, which is like an upside down. T- and he uses it like it's a top. He starts spinning it. <laughs> and the music starts to swarm and everyone stares at the top. The top has like this this top part, which is maybe about three inches tall. It's It's got like a, a milky yellow section to it all the way around and as the top spins it reveals like where the parents are. And so they see the parents kind of with the gorax trapped together.
1: Oh, some good 80s cheese right there, man.
0: Yeah. Our our voiceover comes back in to explain that the Ewoks know where the Gorax live. So seeing the Gorax tells the Ewoks exactly where the parents are. It's a land that no Ewok has ever returned from. Mm-hmm. Sindel is crying, but the father, Wicket's father, Deej, comes over and says, we help you. <laughs> and then, and then this is, I love this. It's a production error. He slams his knife on the table to signify he knows exactly where the, 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 the Gorax is on the map. And I noticed there were two other tick marks on the map. So this must've been <laughs> the third take. <laughs> they used it.
1: It's almost as bad as when you're watching a car chase. And there's the drag marks on the ground.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's already there. (laughs) (laughs) By the way, we're 45 minutes in. We're halfway there. (laughs) Halfway to the end. We cut back to the... This movie. We cut back to um, the Ewok's uh, Wicked's cabin. And the mama is crying. And I assume because she's scared that they're going to the Gorax. Mace is outside He's kind of talking to his mom and dad Hoping that they're okay and safe It's a really rough um, matte painting It's two suns or two moons Rising out uh, over above The um, the forest The forest of of Endor I don't know It's just a rough matte painting Yeah But it's a low budget movie so It is what it (laughs) is Oh,
1: Really low budget
0: Okay so (laughs) (laughs) So the oh Ewoks goodness. are all preparing to go on this journey as a caravan and Law Gray bestows to the travel people totems of ancient Ewok warriors. Deej gets the white wings of hope, which is like a bandana with feathered wings. The red wings go to, the red wings of courage goes to the sun. Um, Wicket gets a walking stick, a magical walking stick. Sindel gets the, um, a candle of pure light. Mace gets a stone. He thought there was a crystal on the ground. He's like, "Oh, that's mine!" And and Logray's like, and he doesn't say this, but he's like, "No, no, no, no. You get the rock. It's just a regular (laughs) rock." So he takes the rock. He's like, "This sucks."
1: Total throwback to Charlie Brown's Chris or Halloween, dude.
0: Yeah, (laughs) yeah. And I did notice that Logray's eyes kind of move back and forth underneath the glass dome of the exterior. Uh-huh. so there is some movement in his eyes it doesn't blink like in the new versions of the movie where they added the blink for a Wicket
1: that was another creepy thing that the, they never blinked and their lips didn't move so mm-hmm. those Ewoks really freaked me out <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah they, they just look stone the whole time like oh man where are we
1: oh I, i'm gonna say it now because we're i'm not gonna save it it literally looked like somebody broke into the props department of star wars and made a fan film <laughs> 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 with, with the props they stole it, oh.
0: george lucas was a fan of return of the jedi <laughs>
1: <laughs> so he do decided, that? Yeah. <laughs> so he decided to make this movie
0: wow and so they they start getting ready to go they start loading up the horses Sindel is lowered from the village up in the trees in a basket and it's like that wouldn't fly today in movies <laughs> they wouldn't be lowering some child in a basket from heights that just right. wouldn't happen I, That stuck out. i know there's no, i just wanted to comment on that there's nothing there
1: safety meeting
0: yeah safety <laughs> And so, and so we cut to the Caravan of Courage walking off on their adventure and we get another map painting and it looks like the Ewok village is 20 feet off the ground. Yeah. It's not skyscraper heights. It's just, it's 20 feet off the ground. I just assume this is like the lower level of the village. I mean, you have to get, go from the ground up to the village somehow. Mm-hmm. But it just was off putting in it because it looks so much like the village from Return of the Jedi except 20 feet off the ground
1: right well it's that awesome map painting yeah or whatever yeah. <laughs> oh man
0: i've tried map paintings before they're cool when they work right mine my I, and i will admit mine looked nothing it looked shittier than what they're doing here <laughs> i i can't match the level of and i'm not being sarcastic i can, I can never do what they did mm-hmm. um but it can be better when you look at empire strikes back and i mean whatever it's a low budget movie
1: (laughs) just keep reminding yourself that
0: yeah so this is this is this is the part where i hear george pitching it like oh this part's going to be great it's going to be like wizard of oz they're they're along the path they're going towards the Gorax, and they pick up new ewoks along the way
1: it totally was
0: (laughs) they (laughs) they're walking this path and all of a sudden this tree just collapsed down and nearly kills Sindel and Wicket. <laughs> and we find that there's this big, brave woodsman called Tukatroth. I think that's what his name was. I think that's what the voiceover called him. He's this big brute with an ax. And Mace and him kind of start fighting with each other. He's like, hey, what's the deal? What's going on? Indeed, <laughs> oh. indeed. so the... Um, uh, Logray gives Dij, the father Ewok, a couple extra pieces to give to Ewoks along the way. And one of them was a tooth. And they give the tooth to this brute. I'm going to call him the brute Ewok because he's he's taller than the rest and he's stronger.
1: And he's got and that he, really awesome chest piece.
0: He's got the chest piece. So it was like sticks kind of tied together with rope. <laughs> um, and he's got an axe. And so... And so they give him the tooth because he's got a a necklace around him with like a a skull. And um, the tooth fits. It it should go inside the skull. But he decides, no, I'm not going to do that. So this pisses Mace off. And he's like, hey, I I challenge you. You got to join us. And he takes the axe and he throws it at a tree. (laughs) And then Mace comes along and he throws his axe and it hits the handle of Mace's axe. And now we're on the adventure together.
1: (laughs) The little girl's face when that happened was just like, "Oh,
0: (laughs) it was magic!"
1: Oh my god! the The little kid's reactions throughout this, her reactions throughout this whole movie was
0: yeah, yeah. It's it's just classic. So then, so so this this brute Ewok is going on the adventure now, and then they stop because there's there's this Yoda mofo in the woods meditating. And they just walk up to her, and they give, they they say that the the voiceover says this this character's name is Kank, and Deej gives gives this person the crystal. Kank is an Ewok priestess, by the way. All right. And and the voiceover says that they must pass a magic test before she joins the caravan, and they put the crystal in Mace's hand, and it turns into a lizard. And Mace kind of drops the lizard, and he's just like, "We don't need this," and he leaves. But then Sindel picks up the lizard, and it turns into a mouse. And, and Sindel kind of asks, can you go with us? And she's like, yeah, I'll go. So I guess the magic test was to see if you could transform the crystal into a mouse.
1: <laughs> You're so damn cute.
0: Let's go. Yeah, that's basically how it is. And so um, we're almost an hour in, by the way. <laughs> Mace leans over. So they start moving west uh, through a desert. They travel across those Southern California hills again. Mace leans over into a lake and sees his reflection and he touches it and he's magically captured by the water and trapped under the surface, which is a lot, again, like the dead marshes in Lord of the Rings where Frodo gets sucked into the marshes and he's kind of stuck under the water. They try to throw um, Mace rope and the rope disappears. They try to use a branch and the branch disappears. Sindel tells Wicked to use the magic stick giving to him Wicket uses it and he pulls him out.
1: Amazing how that works.
0: Yeah. And so they they, um, pause by this lake where either the Zodiac killer had done something wrong or the the Mythbusters have blown some shit up. Sindel gets trapped in a tent that's kind of on top of one of the horses. And the horse runs off because Wicket is goofing around. And the brute Ewok jumps on a horse and he starts chasing after him. And you chase after him a few minutes too long until the Ewok grabs the reins and slows the horse. And we are one hour in and we cut to commercial.
1: You see, that's where my DVD jumped. So,
0: it, okay,
1: yeah, it jumped to probably about 10 minutes. <laughs> I was thankful for that.
0: <laughs> you got lucky. I got lucky. <laughs> All right. So here comes some of the trippier stuff. They go back. They make camp, they feed the horses, they rest. Mace is staring out into the night. Sindel says, this sure is a good candle. It never burns down. So I guess the candle's magic is that it never burns away. It's just always lit as long as you want it. Mace is kind of watching outside the tent to make sure that they're safe and stuff and he kind of falls asleep but then a fairy swings by the tent. And Mace goes out to investigate. It starts singing to him and this little this little Tinkerbell-looking thing is just flying around his head. And um, he calls out and Wicked comes out. And he, P- Wicked even calls him Pixies. He's he like, Pixies, Pixies. And everybody wakes up and it looks a lot like Tinkerbell from Peter Pan. Just kind of picture that in your head. You, they, never, they, they do get close up and when they do get close up, it doesn't look like Tinkerbell. It looks like a, a lightning bolt with the face. But it's just like, there's a bunch of them there's a swarm and they just start playfully just like flying around and and sindal comes out and he's just she's looking around and she just looks like she could care less like so what so what that there's these magical fairies going around and she puts her candle on the ground and all the pixies suddenly start swirling around in the air and they get sucked into the candle and it's just like did you just kill these pixies like they never explain what happens it's just very weird. And but Mace sees one on the ground, he picks it up. That's this is where you get close to the face. And and he kind of puts it in the pocket. And so I don't know. It's weird.
1: Yeah, I yeah, I missed all of that part.
0: They they um <sighs> okay. <laughs> so <laughs> they go they, they kind of walk. They they do their caravan thing, more Lord of the Rings kind of imagery where it's just a bunch of people in line marching through the Southern California hills. And we we get another scene at at, at nighttime where Mace, Sindle, and Wicket are together. The music is grandiose, and the the Pixie comes back out and it starts flying around. They try to feed it and the pixie doesn't eat anything. But they start laughing, which seems to make the Pixie become more active and they kind of comment she's a giggle eater like she's
1: e- did you not see
0: they say they say oh it must eat giggles <laughs> she's a giggle eater and so the pixie's just flying around and everybody's laughing and it's just this whole like oh my god. you gotta see if that's on youtube if you missed it
1: oh my god i'll have to look it up
0: Wow. So the the voiceover comes back on and says the Ewoks cross the desert of Sama, a land of acid pools and dry lakes, and they finally reach the dreaded fortress of the Forbidden Gorax. Ooh. Did you get to this part? Yes. Okay.
1: We're, yeah.
0: <laughs> so Mace is told to pull out his rock, and he's like, because they don't want to climb. This is so the fortress is like a giant mountain that's been carved with like. Um, to have windows, like openings for windows, it's just a tall mountain carved, a fortress carved into the mountain, and and they don't want to climb it. So they're told, they tell Mace to pick out, pull out his his rock, and he's like, I threw that away. And Wicked picked it up and he hands it back. Yay, we got it. <laughs> Mace wiggles the rock and he hears that there's something inside of it. He throws it on the ground. It's an arrowhead. He places the arrowhead on the ground, which starts spinning around like a compass, and it starts pointing it actually just drags along the ground did you did you
1: yes i saw that part Uh, did you see the hole
0: did you see the hole in the ground no as as the arrowhead is moving across the ground you can see the line where they're (laughs) pulling it from underneath to propel it in the ground
1: oh goodness along the
0: line of the line that they've laid out for it and it kind of moves underneath a boulder oh this is i laughed at this part he it it kind of there's a giant boulder and there's a cave behind the boulder and they need to move the rock but the rock is huge and they can't they can't move it so mace pulls out his blaster and it doesn't work he starts talking to it he's like come on blaster give me a little bit more power and it's like the blaster listens because then it blows up the boulder (laughs) yes and So the caravan ventures in, and they decide to leave Sindel at the mouth of the cave. Um, the Ewoks start to prepare. They put they put their feathered wings on. Wicket is staying behind with one of the brothers to stay with Sindel, but the rest of the fortress kind of goes. The uh, rest of the force. rest rest of the caravan goes into the fortress, and there's a giant chasm that they have to cross. There's a spider web, which is obviously just rope.
1: <laughs> that was so bad because it's like wow.
0: It's low budget. <laughs> it's for kids, so let's just skip it. But it is—it is just rope with some spiderweb kind of mixed in there, um, which looked like actual spiderweb. By the way, it wasn't—it was like spiderweb on top of rope, right? Is what it looked like. And so Mace climbs across. So does Deej. And like the last Ewok brother is stuck. The brute kind of crosses. The the wizard crosses, and one of the brothers is stuck. As a spider lowers down, you could see the fishing wire.
1: It was so bad. Well, you missed the little spider when they hit the little spider, and it went down the caravan, and you could hear the oh. and you could hear it go. Ah! Oh!
0: Yes, yes, like Luke Skywalker going no, <laughs>
1: oh,
0: or gosh. screaming. He doesn't say no. He screams down as he as he die, as he falls down in the end of Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, they took that out. That was what the special edition, and then they took it back out for the Blu ray release. Oh, anyways, <laughs> the giant spider comes down, and um, the uh, magic the uh, the magician Ewok uses the crystal to hypnotize the spider long enough for this the sun to cross, and then the, the then it falls down, right? They cut
1: the the, the thing, they cut the 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 webbing
0: they cut the webbing right the brute uses his axe and he cuts the webbing and that causes the spider to fall into the chasm which makes you think it's dead right. however however the spider returns to attack wicket <laughs> and sindle and again lord of the rings imagery wicket against the spider looks a lot like sam and shelob if you if you know that from the two towers or, or Return of the King, depending on which format of if you're reading the book or watching the movie, um, and Wicket stabs it and kills it from underneath, just like just like Sam.
1: I've, I, I I I'm so, I haven't seen any of the Lord. of you're the You're not Ring a stuff. Lord of the Ring fan, no, are you? I am no, I'm not.
0: That's uh, it's classic in my um as a as somebody who likes to read and write. That's just a staple. But anyways. Hopefully that's that helps people who helps illustrate what's going on to people who have seen and read the books. Anyways, they f- they find the Gorax, the the people that have crossed the can the chasm. They find the Gorax and they hide from him because he's so big. He's just like forty. I don't. He's got he's he's giant. I'm trying to guess size and scale, and I'm horrible at that. And I would say forty to fifty feet, maybe. Mm-hmm. So big, so. That one of the Ewoks can hide behind the axe head.
1: Yes. Oh.
0: We see the parents, they're hanging from a cage in the corner of the ceiling. And it's yeah. just uh, maybe he's saving them for Christmas, like a Christmas feast or something. Because he's eating. <laughs> he's
1: eating a but bone, he- I mean, with nothing on it.
0: But still, he's eating like he's finishing up his dinner. He's eating something, but for whatever reason, he's keeping the parents alive in the cage in the corner of the ceiling.
1: He's keeping alive just long enough so that they can save him with their caravan yeah. of
0: courage. Yes. Yes, they are. <laughs> so the Ewok that was hiding behind the axe accidentally knocks down the axe. Who, again, these two are like Marion Took from Marion Pippin from Lord of the Rings, but that's beside the point. Mm-hmm. The two brothers I'm talking about. But, anyways. He takes off and the Gorak starts to follow it, which gives Mace time to figure out how to save his parents. So they end up propping the axe on a, a rock to use it as a pivot point. And Mace jumps on one side. The Ewoks jump on the other side. and Mace flies up and he gets to the cage.
1: I had a major, major plot hole in this in this part of the show. But if the cage had a hole in it big enough for the, the sun to go through, why didn't the parents just jump out?
0: I think they would have plummeted to their death okay i think it's that tall like there would be some serious injury if they fell it's that high up but he, right so here's here's a problem i had he throws down rope and instead of climbing down one of the ewoks climb up to the cage yes and then and then he slowly lowers the ewok slowly it's the brute and he slowly lowers maces down with the rope instead of mace climbing down the rope
1: right (laughs) that whole interaction was just like what the hell are y'all doing yeah it was total wrong
0: it was all weird and then the ewok being chased by the gorax does the classic bait and switch he hides underneath a basket and the gorax sees him and then he picks up the basket. he steps on the basket and the gorax steps on the basket he pulls up the basket and he sees there's nothing underneath there Mm -hmm. so at some point the ewok ran off and The Ewok runs off to see the family is out of the cage. The Gorax returns and sees everybody there except the, uh, I'm skipping ahead here. So the the Gorax returns, he sees the family, the family takes off and there's this giant staircase that everybody has to climb down. That was the part that I left off after the chasm, they climb up this giant staircase to the Gorax's lair. Now they have to climb down the staircase. And when they do that, the brute decides to stay behind, and he starts using his axe to knock the feet of the gorax to kind of hurt him. And this pisses off the gorax. He gets mad and he frustrates he gets frustrated. He starts banging his fists into the wall, which causes part of the cave to collapse. And right. they go there, they go there. The Ewok dies.
1: How many little kids cried at that scene?
0: Zero? <laughs> it's 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 melodramatic mace is like don't die don't die and he's just he's gifted the axe by the gora by the gorax by the ewok and the ewok dies and the (laughs) gora at some point the gorax had to have passed mace and the brute Uh because he's she's chasing the family down while mace is staying with the brute Ewok and, and getting the being gifted the axe it's just some of the... um, The plot uh, holes? Not the plot holes. Some of the... What's it called when you're setting the scene? Just the way they set the scene, like, it's a, t- it's a hallway. So the Goraks would have had to have passed Mace and just, like, you deal with your dying friend there. I'm going to go eat your family. I don't know. Just the orientation, I think, is what I'm looking for of where everybody is is not clear.
1: Uh-huh.
0: But... Um, so the Gorax starts climbing down the stairs and the father, the, fa- the the real father and one of the Ewoks have enough time to use rope to make a trip wire. Yes. And it's like this long hallway. So the <laughs> Goraxes can see, I'm sure the Gorax sees them doing what they're doing down there. But as he's walking, everybody hides and and they pull the rope and the Gorax trips and he falls down the stairs, but he almost falls over the chasm. He doesn't. The Ewok wizard uses his magic crystal to force a stalactite to fall on the Gorax's head. And it's sharp enough to be like that dude should be dead. But instead it just breaks apart. Like it's plaster.
1: <laughs> it probably
0: was <laughs> probably the mother pulls mother pulls out. The blaster um, Mace's blaster and he shoots the Gorax. She shoots the Gorax in the chest and it's, It's held like, it's not like Star Wars blasters where you see a laser blast. It fires across. It's held in place like it's a proton pack from Ghostbusters. (laughs) The laser just kind of shoots out and it's just like this energy force. It's not like a true blaster from Star Wars.
1: Right. It's like she found another level or something or another setting on the blaster. (laughs)
0: yes <laughs> oh it's it not working
1: this way so hold on a minute boom there you go dumbass.
0: <laughs> i even noticed at the end of the blast at the, at the end of the blaster shot fire ray whatever you want to call it it kind of like wiggles like it's the proton pack from ghostbusters this is ah. pre-ghostbusters but it's still like wiggles like it's part of i don't know like they're wow. shooting um <laughs> slimer or something <laughs> but the blast is strong enough to shoot the Gorax down into the chasm. And so Sindel Sindel comes walking out, so does Wicket and they're on both sides of the chasm and they're like waving, hey, we did it, we did it. But then the Gorax comes climbing out. Mace Mace uses the ax that was gifted to him to hit the back spine of the Gorax. (laughs) I missed this again. part,
1: too. Oh, my God. Oh, you did? I did. What? Wow.
0: <laughs> yeah, so he comes up, and, and, and Sindel's, like, actually legit crying. She looks legit scared. Uh-huh. And Mace kind of just takes his axe, and he... And I appreciated that there was some payoff to the whole scene where they throw the axe. He's The whole axe challenge, like, that there was a... That was introduced to to have this payoff, and Mace throws the axe, hits the spine of the Gorax, and the Gorax falls back into the chasm. Everyone is reunited. The, the father's like, all right, let's find a way out of here. So they don't have to explain how they cross the chasm. <laughs> Mace, they go back to the hut, Wicket's hut. Mace lets the pixie go and it kind of flies up into the night sky. Wait, wait, wait. Uh,
1: the imagery of him holding that flashlight in his hands that pretended to be the pixie. <laughs> <laughs> It's a light bulb. Or yeah, it's obvious it's
0: a light bulb or something. They're, <laughs> they're hiding the line that goes down his sleeve. <laughs> but yeah. Anyways, the pixie goes flying off into the night. Wicket actually says Sindel. And Sindel says Wicket. <laughs> so we know who the names are. Right. Sindel is gifted the white wings that were given to, I think, the father, Deej. And then the voiceover comes back on who, who says that the thing that they've learned the most that is that courage, loyalty, and love are the strongest forces in the universe, which I think Luke might say different. You know, the force is the strongest force in the universe.
1: Huh.
0: But then then it that's it, the end.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's Caravan of Courage in a nutshell.
1: <laughs> I'm trying to see. Okay, there we go the 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 voiceover man it just it felt like it was an old indian voiceover guy so i'm trying to see who, who he i mean i know you said who he was but yeah it, it it had the the old you know you're up in cherokee north carolina and you're watching a video feel to it
0: yeah yeah
1: there we go Wars. yeah okay well yeah he does look like the snowman from yep Rudolph,
0: yeah, I think they based it off of him.
1: Yeah. Yes,
0: thank you. It is It is the same, yeah, it's the snowman from Rudolph, which they recycle for Elf. Okay, he's a snowman and Elf, but yeah, what were your thoughts
1: on this awesome piece of Star Wars? Um, I don't want to, it's not literature or some cinematography,
0: yeah. <laughs> I mean, this was a reaction to George not liking the holiday special, wanting to be involved. I think he doesn't Yeah, it's it's got some problems. It was forced at some times. You can see the influence from the Wizard of Oz and Lord of the Rings, like I, I kinda mentioned. Um I don't know.
1: It was just
0: I wish it I wish I had a bigger budget. Yeah. The Ewoks the Ewoks did more in Return of the Jedi
1: yeah they did it it like i said it, it really felt like somebody broke into the uh props department and decided to shoot a movie because the ewoks you could tell were just teddy bears the fur just you know the costumes were bad it it you were looking at it, it, it thinking is this the same costumes they used in return of the jedi because you, you know the cinematography i guess they didn't do the whole you know special effects or whatever on them that they did on return um and that one, there was one scene where they're running away from the from the Ewoks, and they get caught up in that with the the uh, rat, the big ass rat. And you can mm-hmm. tell. And it, they used to do this all the time back in the day, especially on spaghetti westerns. That all they did was put a polarizing filter on the uh, camera to make it seem like it was nighttime because <laughs> there were shadows.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's just too simple. I think that's my as as we kind of talk through this, and I listen to what you were just saying. I think my problem with the movie is just way too simple. Mm-hmm. I think the the plot is too simple. The scenes are too simple. Um, I, I they could have added some more complexity to it.
1: Right. Um. It was. I did like the fact that you know I never seen any of the Ewoks cartoons, but you were able to see where a lot of the Ewoks toys came from. mm Hmm. From the Because, you know, they had the hand glider and they had the uh, like with the with the play school stuff, you were they had the the hut was more based on what this movie was. And they had the yeah. donkey in there and they had the the uh, the wagon and stuff felt like they took it a shred out of this movie versus, you know, maybe they took it out of the Ewok cartoon, but I've never seen them.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I love Star Wars, so this was it was enjoyable to watch, but I don't feel like I need to rewatch it like any of the other movies
1: right i i don't think I, I i understand why this isn't on disney plus now
0: yeah i mean it's not canon they don't consider it canon mm-hmm. um but if you were to place it in the star wars timeline where do you think this falls in is this pre-return of the jedi post-return of the jedi
1: i would assume it would be post-return but geez it could be right it Dude, there is no telling. I, I would assume it would either be, be either one, but I, I naturally just thought po, uh, post-return. You know, I, I,
0: I thought the same thing, but now that I've asked the question, I would assume, I, this has to be a prequel because I would assume there would be more stormtrooper mass blasters. Like oh, yeah. The force would be littered with AT-ATs and dead stormtroopers and possibly even wreckage from... The Death Star, so I, it's got to be a prequel.
1: Yeah, there you you answered your question perfectly yeah, right there.
0: I guess. So the question is, do we watch uh, Battle for Endor at some point?
1: Uh, all I got to do is turn the DVD over. <laughs> That's
0: right. It came with. Uh, it came with both. <laughs> One side was Caravan of Courage. The other side is uh, what is it?
1: Battle for you walks
0: you Battle for Endor. I think is right. the official title.
1: Is it that? Is it as bad as? Uh, Caravan mean, of Courage.
0: I would assume so. I don't remember. But maybe not because it did spawn a sequel. Caravan of Courage spawned the sequel to that that is Battle of Battle of Endor. So maybe the sequel's not as good as the original. <laughs> I don't know.
1: And you know what makes this even worse more than anything, my wife has the movie a one sheet for this movie.
0: We did too. It got torn up in the move. I was so upset because oh it's it as a badge of honor that you've got the theatrical one sheet because it's pretty uh it's it's still fun. It's Star Wars. It's Star right. Wars is fun.
1: Yeah, I got I it's, just, it it's sitting in a in a in an envelope or a Ziploc bag for like the last 2 years. We just haven't hung it up yet.
0: Frame that shit. Get that up there.
1: <laughs> I need to, man. I just haven't freaking done it. I don't know. I,
0: I know. mean <laughs> this was the end of this was the end of the star wars reign just before the dark times um it's just got some of that it's just a it's like a warm hug like i don't know seeing some of the imagery of the ewoks it's just like oh you remember this yeah i do all right great (laughs) let's hug this feels nice maybe that's it maybe that's just watching it and hearing some of the return of the jedi musical cues and some of the sound effects it's like this is nice
1: yeah paint a pretty little tree over here exactly yeah but i'm with you man i i don't ever plan on re-watching this movie
0: <laughs> <laughs> one and done
1: <laughs> one and done i don't even plan on on letting my forcing my grandkids to watch it because it's it's that Dude, bad
0: <laughs> I, I remember when i first got the dvd and i was watching it with my kid my son harrison he was just he was done after like 15 minutes and i'm just like why am I still watching this if he doesn't want to watch it? <laughs> I forced myself to finish it. He was going off and doing other things. and I'm like, this really isn't as good as I remembered it as a kid. So I think with some blinders on as a kid, it was a good movie.
1: Uh-huh.
0: But after what we've kind of experienced in Star Wars and our expectations, and it's not all that great. No. But it's yeah. still nice to watch. I mean, I don't know. I'm I don't I'm know. torn. I'm indifferent. I don't hate it. I don't necessarily love it.
1: Well, if, if I, if I need something to put me to sleep, I'll pop <laughs> this on. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I think Mandy wanted to, she got went to bed with about 20 minutes left of it. And I was like, "You." she wanted me to wait for her, but I'm like, we need to finish watching it Friday because I need it for the podcast. She goes, you go right ahead. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Let's uh, put some time between this and Battle of Endor. So we'll, wa- we'll come back to it sometime down the road. <laughs> yes. We need a break.
1: Oh my goodness.
0: <laughs> we need a break from that. So, mm.
1: What an awesome, awesome.
0: But given yeah. the choice between talking about Gina Carano and watching Caravan of <laughs> Courage, I will take watching Caravan of Courage any day.
1: <laughs> I have your back
0: oh i get it yeah we got your back manda (laughs) oh goodness you know if you love ewoks this is great yeah it's a great movie if you if you're an ewok fan don't expect it to be return of the jedi quality no but have have fun did the
1: uh uh did they do it did the actors do anything else after this movie
0: um, I will say that Dennis Murin, who is a big ILM guy. Um, if you, if you're like a visual effects geek, you know, Dennis Murin, he was involved with this project. So was Joe Johnston who did a lot of the pre-production artwork, art directing. Uh-huh. He was involved with it. Um, he went on to direct captain, Captain America, the first Avenger, October sky, which is one of my favorites of his and the rocketeer, which I mentioned last week. Let's see. Eric Walker he he did he, he, he did a couple other things after that he was in the sequel
1: he was in um, less than zero
0: huh? less than zero let's see Sindel nope that's not her does she not have one Aubrey Miller is that her that was yeah apparently she didn't do much after this after the one at least she doesn't have a Wikipedia page Because when I click on her
1: I'm looking on IMDB Uh, The Message in 2012 Making of Star Wars Caravan of Courage in 2014 Hey, they got the diabetes guy in Battle of Endor
0: Yes, yes Diabetes
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's all she did, dude Let me see Actress yeah, that's that's all she did was caravan of courage and an Ewok adventure. Wow, interesting. But the the mom looks like I'd reckon the mom looks like I recognize the mom. I've seen her around.
0: Let's see. Oh, she's like a month or so older than me. Oh. She's not following. the mom. Okay. No, not the mom. No, Sindel. I was like, the... I'm, I'm still on Sindel. <laughs> okay. She's like, uh, yeah, a month older than me. Two months okay. older than me. Sorry, I can do my math.
1: Yeah, the mom looks like she's had a pretty decent career.
0: Looks like it's a former actress, so she's not doing much. The um, the little girl. Right. Yeah, it it does look like like you were saying it's a fan film. Like George just grabbed a bunch of his props from Return of the Jedi and just went to his backyard and started shooting a little friendly movie. <laughs> Something that wouldn't offend anyone.
1: Yes, there you go.
0: But, yeah, Battle for Endor has, like you said, um, Wilford, Wilford Brimley, who's a diabetes guy. But, I mean, just looking at the poster for Battle for Endor, it reminds me a lot of Willow with like a witch and some sort of creature. I don't know if that's another Gorax on the poster. We'll have to watch it at some point and do it. <laughs>
1: She's got her headband on again.
0: Yep. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> this is this is the other one with the little... Uh, uh, it looks like a monkey lizard. Yeah. But it's not. It's a little bit bigger. What was it called? I don't remember. Oh, it's also got the Blurgs. This is where we meet the Blurgs for the first time. It was in um, uh, Battle for Endor. Okay. Which we see in, in The Mandalorian.
1: I'm looking at the poster right now, and there's like, looks like there's actual battle.
0: We'll have to see.
1: Yeah. Oh no, it looks like, oh, there's a blur again, and another. Man, this looks like it would be pretty badass. But. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'm looking at a theatrical because it's got a, a, you know, it's got the U in the triangle, so maybe it's like the British poster or something. Hmm. Cause it's got a blurg and then it's got these things that look like they're not clink. It looked like straight out of star Trek. <laughs> star Trek. <laughs> wow. So, well, yeah. Yeah.
0: so well, we're going to have to watch it.
1: Yeah. One day we'll get there.
0: We'll take a, we'll take a break. So we don't have to force ourselves through another one. Kind of revitalize and, and re-energize our patience.
1: Yes, please.
0: Don't oh, make uh, we'll sit through that. another one. <laughs> oh, I will. Just not yet. Just not yet. It's fun. It's great. It's let's 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 do it.
1: <laughs> right now. Now, when you rewatched it, did you rewatch it by yourself or did you force your family to watch it with you?
0: No, I watched it by myself. <laughs> Kids were busy doing other things. Right. I think they were watching The Flash, actually.
1: Oh.
0: I was alone in my Star Wars room watching Caravan of Courage.
1: Awesome, Jason. Yeah. Have the great rest of your day, and I'll see
0: you
1: you next week.
0: This is the way. This is the way.